and welcome to the hearing. I'm John. And from Chicago's north side, I am Scotto. And without any further ado, on to this week's album, which is from 1989, Doolittle by Pixies. Yes, just Pixies, not the Pixies, as we have been calling them since the 80s. Ah, <laughs> uh, I kind of still call them the Pixies in some yeah. of my notes. <laughs> um, Pixies are an American rock band formed in 86 in Boston, Massachusetts, widely considered to be one of the most influential bands in alternative rock. They're known for their loud, quiet, loud song structures and the often often offbeat subject matter chosen by chief songwriter Black Francis. Doolittle is the band's second studio album. It was released on April 17, 1989 by 4AD, produced by Gil Norton and features... Frank Black on vocals and guitar, Kim Deal on bass guitar, vocals, and acoustic slide guitar on silver. Just noticed that before we started recording. Um, I have a note about that. Uh, Joey Santiago on lead guitar and backing vocals, David Lovering drums, lead vocals on La La Love You, bass guitar on silver, with additional musicians Karen Carlsrud and Corinne Metter, both on violin, Arthur Fiaco and Anne Rorich, both on cello, all on Monkey's Gone to Heaven. Reminder, I don't edit any songs into our reviews for copyright reasons, but on our blog at johnandscotto.com, you'll find links to Doolittle on Spotify and YouTube so you can follow along if you'd like. Track one, Debaser. This is going to be a recurring note, but I love the bass tone. It just grabs you from go here. (laughs) Some great rough guitar tones, great groove. I love Frank Black's or Black Francis's manic shouted vocal insane vocals um, <laughs> you can really hear the sonics in this mm-hmm. like the influence from them and of course you know some earlier punk yeah and i love how kim deal's vocal shifts in the chorus and there's some great surfy drums in the second half i'm just gonna say it right now and again this will be a recurring note kim deal is an amazing bass player oh, i don't yeah. care if people say she's basic and simple she <laughs> made this fucking band I mean, how much are you supposed to do on bass anyway? Well, I mean, there's all sort, of, there's all different, you know, levels. But she just, her tone was perfect. Yeah. Her timing was perfect. Was she's still with us? Um, yes. Her time. She's a guitar player primarily now with yeah. the Raiders, but or whatever she's doing now. But I, she. I mean, we all love Tony Levin and Les Claypool, but I mean, and Jonko. But yeah, yeah. But on the simpler side, Kim Deal is just an icon. Um, track two, Tame. Again, great bass part. Love the snappy snare. The whispered vocal is interesting. Ah, uh, the whisper to the scream. Yeah. Beautiful. Love how the chorus just explodes. Great abrasive guitar tones. I like the hyperventilating and the contrast between <laughs> uh, Black Francis and, and Kim Deal's vocals. I'm going to be saying Frank Black just because that's kind of when I became aware of him. I wasn't really that familiar with the Pixies before that. Yeah, this was a very underground band, and it wasn't until, you know, we got into alternative rock that we mm-hmm. figured, oh, that's where the soul comes yeah. from. Well, and, and Los Angeles was, I think, the first time I heard of it. Yes, same here, same here. And, uh, I, I mean, did Kurt Cobain just say, you know what, I think every song I ever do will sound like this one. How many times have I called Nirvana a Pixies tribute band? <laughs> it was obvious. Yeah. Track three, Wave of Mutilation. Massive snare sound. Like the vocal melody, the vocal is huge on the last line of the verse. It just has a ton of reverb on that one line, which is an interesting choice. Um, Love the descending chorus riff. And I like how 
Joey Santiago punctuates, but doesn't take a lot of solos. I mean, there's a few solos here and there, but he mostly just punctuates the vocal. It's a great vocal, too. It, like, really shows how much they could do if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's straight-up singing here, but it, it serves as, as a contrast to the music. It's easily one of the strongest tracks on the album, but I don't think I'm picking it for strongest. In terms of technical skill, everybody was punching below their weight, except maybe yeah. Kim Deal, because um, she wasn't a bass player before this. She was a guitar player. Um that's why she played as simply as she did. She didn't really know how to play bass, so she just kept it simple and just was an icon. Um, but Joey certainly punching below his weight. David now, honestly, absolutely punching below his weight. This should have been a single, yeah. you know? Um, but they all just wanted to be loud and interesting yeah. instead of showing off. And I love that. <laughs> Even though many, most of them could show off. Like... The, the singles they did for this, they did Monkey Gone to Heaven, mm-hmm. and they here did comes Here, your here Comes Your Man, and then for some reason they oh they put Debaser out in '97, which doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe every release of the album, yeah, something like that. But this I would have honestly picked as a first single, oh, and yeah, then yeah. maybe Monkey Gone to Heaven like a second. Well, this would have been great choice, not just musically, but also the title Wave of Mutilation. Yes, just, just that's just an attention grabber. Mm-hmm. Track four, I Bleed. Love this slightly distorted bass tone and that opening guitar riff. Um, some great dual vocals. Love that contrast between uh, Bob Francis and Kim Deal's voices. Some great off-kilter lead guitar in the chorus. Um, I love the variation of Bob Francis's vocals. Do you think Rivers Cuomo liked this song? <laughs> yeah, they're another one who took a lot from the picture. I mean, this is pretty Pixie. much... The sweater only, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they just stuck a bigger, poppier chorus on it. <laughs> if you are into a lot of like 90s, 2000s alt rock and you've never heard the Pixies, go back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we did and it was worth it. Um, track five, the big single, Here Comes Your Man. I think I heard this one oh, before course. I knew who they were. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? You don't expect this from the same band, honestly. If you hear right. this uh, aside, th- this is like a Beatles song almost. This is a very, uh, you know, pop song almost. I think I remember hearing either this or Monkey's Gone to Heaven my senior year of high school, which mm-hmm. started in 89, um, over, over like the loudspeaker during morning announcements. It doesn't really sell the band, though, at, at what they're about. No, you no. Know? But that guitar riff is absolutely classic. It's a great groove. Yeah. Um, great lead guitar tone in the verse. And I love the contrast between that poppy riff and this loud, abrasive rhythm guitar. Yeah. It's um, such a good build, too. And the solo but gets beautifully chaotic. It, it might actually go on a bit too long, honestly, though. You know, it's three and a half minutes mm. compared to what else they do here. They were, particularly Santiago and Lovering, very technically proficient. And Black Francis knew how to write pop songs, but they decided to go fully chaotic and take right. those skills and serve chaos. Right. And that was the genius of Pixies. Uh, track six, Dead. Love the opening guitar part. That opening I just described as apocalyptic. <laughs> this was like a Cars influence out of all people, you know? It has that very... Little, yeah. Moving in stereo you know, vibe. Yeah. 
or at least an artier version of the cars which is you know pretty arty if you think yeah. about it um i love their first album we anyway um love that telephone vocal that that uh frank does um, yeah I'm just going to call him what I call him. It's going to come out as Frank or Francis. Um, <laughs> love how the chorus is both demented and poppy. Yeah, this one really strikes a balance. Yeah, and, and that great poppy guitar riff in the bridge. Track seven, the big single, Monkey's Gone to Heaven. Love the loud opening and then that sparse verse. Great spoken vocal. Love those great harmonies in the chorus. Love Joey Santiago's aggressive punctuation. And the strings just add a nice contrast. Yeah, this is, I mean, a song that really, that Pearl Jam probably took a lot more of. If you listen to 10, they, they, I mean, like stuff like Jeremy, and it's something that they really took and ran with. Consider the names we've dropped other than Pixies so far. Right. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, (laughs) Weezer. Um, You need to check these guys out if you haven't. This album's really tough for strongest weakest i mean this mm-hmm. is definitely up there but i think i'm going with something else neither of us took the cowards way out and not with yep. the singles huh yep i almost did but the more i listened to the album i was kind of like oh no i think mm-hmm. there's an obvious one mm-hmm. track eight mr greaves the reggae opening was kind of unexpected <laughs> uh this is a two-minute song but their sections <laughs> and goes from kind of sort of reggae to straight up cowpunk. Yes, uh, it's it's all over the place. The, you get the slow reggae intro, you get the speed up, and then you get like a super speed up. Mm-hmm. There's this like, acoustic f- fade out toward the end. <laughs> right. Then there's like this melodic part, and then it goes to the slowdown. That all happens in two minutes and five seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would it almost be considered prog at that point? Well, definitely. Yeah, it's it's prog on speed or something. I don't know. And I'm going to fast forward from the 90s, because I'm just thinking about this, in terms of dynamics and chaos. Annie took a lot from these guys. I remember we uh, reviewed uh, Chesky, mm-hmm. the, uh, the monkey for the cover of the Doolittle yeah. tape. Because, <laughs> you know, to conveying you know that image of loneliness that that being in this environment of of hostility that mix of chaos and pop that annie is so good at yeah straight from the pixies definitely track nine crackety jones this is my pick for favorite (laughs) love the lack of drums at first and then it just goes straight up hardcore it's a it's you know it's a little mad lyrically. Uh, the vocalizations are cool, though. It's short, simple, and chaotic with these great yeah. yelped vocals toward the end. Catchy as fuck. Track 10, La La Love You. Nice sort of hip-hop groove in the beginning. I uh, love the lead guitar tone. Lovering's singing. Most of it is vocals are spoken, but the parts where yeah. it actually sings reminds me a bit of Joey Ramone. A little Morrissey going on. Yeah. I'm I'm picking this one for weakest. Mm-hmm. Um, Second weakest for me. It's uh you know kind of a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can, didn't see where like the first and second sides begin and end. I'm assuming the first side ended with Monkey Gone to Heaven. Probably. Yeah. Um, also, I I think the simple lyrics are just kind of genius. That there almost aren't lyrics. Right. Oh no, there are not. <laughs> Track 11, number 13, baby. Great bass tone. 
good groove, love the chaotic lead guitar, um, love um, Frank Black's, or Black Francis's vocal in the I'm in a state part. Um, I mean, vocally, he is all over the place yeah. in this one. Massive snare sound and just some interesting syncopation in the solo. Yeah, it's a very heavy surf guitar and bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a definite East Bay Ray influence going on here. It's a very repetitive solo, but the way yeah. it rides the groove kind of evolves. It's interesting. Like, like, like I said, total East Bay Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's mm-hmm. exactly how East Bay Ray would always solo, where he would just go on in the same uh, little groove there. Yeah, and it re- the way it repeats, the, because of where he comes in in the rhythm, it, it sort of changes every time around, which is fascinating. Track 12, There Goes My Gun, This Is My Pick for Weakest. Um, I like the chaotic guitar. I think this is my strongest. I in like the, the beginning, uh... great off-kilter groove, um, like the distant shouted vocals, those are interesting. It just gets a little repetitive for me. Um, the low it's, guitar solo is interesting. A minute 49, I love how it's... Uh, I, I kind of forgot about this one, it's, it, but the, the whole jig and just serve as a counterpoint to There Goes My Man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is my pick for strongest. Track 13, Hey. Love the bass line. Some great clean guitar. Um, almost kind of funk. <laughs> right. This wild soundscape. Almost like a yeah jazz guitar. Or... It leans a bit funk. Um, uh, yeah, maybe has, you're right. Maybe funk. Love how sparse the verses. There's a great groove in the chorus. <laughs> the lead guitar part after the first chorus is brilliant. And there's just this giant drum sound in the last verse. This whole contrast of this smooth jazz or funk guitar mm-hmm. and whores in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Kurt, I mean, yeah, yeah. Cobain. <laughs> you had good taste, Kurt. Uh, <laughs> you did. Track 14, Silver. The only one not written exclusively by Black Francis, Kim Deal co wrote it. And it's the one she doesn't play bass on, which is interesting. Oh, um, that's why we get that western slide guitar kind of love thing. Love that acoustic lead guitar. I did not know that was uh, her. <laughs> I thought it was Johnny. Um, the drum sound is immense. Uh, the bass tone's kind of interesting. Uh, it's Levering, who's a good bass player. Um, really fascinating harmonies. Um, it's pretty but unsettling. Yeah, it's a shame it, it doesn't really seem to go anywhere. <laughs> You know? yeah. I really wish they had developed it a little bit more, but I mean, maybe because it wasn't black song entirely, right? But then. that that dirty electric that comes in later is kind of is just just gives this this great contrast. Yeah, because the rest of it's all acoustic. And finally, track fifteen, gouge away, good groove. I love the snappy snare, snare sound. I love that ticking palm muted guitar. Um, greatly it's guitar so tune. Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know if it really serves as a good closing track. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like I listened to, uh, to this on my wife's Spotify, where it she has it set to it goes to another song, and it went to like a Cure song after this, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a oh I thought the album ended there <laughs> kind of thing. My next note is I love all the space in the solo, and that's the thing Kurt took as well. Yes, definitely. Kurt's leaves were very Santiago. Oh, of course. And I just love how it explodes in the last verse. Um, it's kind of... I, I think Silver was would have been a nice denouement. It might have been, yeah. Just yeah, flip those two? If you flipped the two, I think you'd have a perfect uh, yeah. order there. So do you recommend it? 
Oh, definitely. My God, so much music from the last uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 30 something years you know, can trace to this. Alt rock of the 80s was kind of losing its punk edge. Yeah. You know, television was maybe a little too influential. <laughs> <laughs> then these guys came along and really brought the punk back. A lot of alt rock of the eighties, I remember, was kind of like an REM. You oh, yeah. know, REM was the alt rock band of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, by ninety, let's look at it this way: Out of Time, I think, was ninety. Yeah. So they had done their best work before the nineties even started. Oh right, definitely. Um, you know, you too. Same deal. Like you know, they they were boring by the time the eighties ended. I just wish this had gotten played more in you know the day mm-hmm. and and just for those who don't remember i mentioned i bring up you too because in the 80s they were alternative rock oh definitely until joshua tree yeah which was early 90s no that was uh that was like 87 if i remember right would it go that well that's right unforgettable fire was like 85 yeah yeah oh wow yeah because unforgettable fire was their last good album in my mm-hmm. opinion um but then you know Alt rock got kind of boring. I mean, I love, love REM, but I really love their '80s stuff before more than anything else. Um, but then these guys came along, and let's just call it: these guys are the reason grunge happened. Yes, I mean we had to retroactively discover them because there wasn't yeah. like I, I mean their their only examples from this album weren't really yeah yeah you know, the singles didn't really yeah. sell the rest of the album honestly. Right. And we discovered them thanks to a Frank Black single that I don't think anyone who didn't do college radio at the time had ever heard. Right. You know, I, I think Los Angeles is a song that you only heard if you were doing or listening to college radio that year. I remember the video on MTV, though. Yeah, uh, it got it a lot of play. But it's, his solo stuff doesn't hold up the same way the Pixies does. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for Doolittle. Until next time, we'll be reviewing Brother, Sister, Buy Me Without You, a request from Ron. Always remember, never forget, where you go in life, there you are. There you are.